Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. It's uh, Monday in July, uh, which means teachers are, uh, well, I won't say back to school. No, you said um, it. <laughs> but in the last uh, uh, month or two, teachers have been uh, prepping, uh, relaxing, hopefully. Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't I'm know not you. a teacher. I don't know how this works. Um, but I do know that a, a certain group of of music educators in our in our Lutheran church uh, came together for a, a very exciting opportunity uh, put on by our good friend Emmy Wook, um, and she's here to tell us about it and why something like this is so important. So joining us by phone is Emmy Wook, director of music ministries at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Elmhurst, Illinois. Welcome, Emmy. Happy Monday. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so uh, you were—you've been telling me a lot about this this opportunity, and it's been—it's been a thing for you, and a very exciting thing, which is awesome. Um, but let's let's take a step back before we dive in. And uh, what what is music literacy, and why why is music literacy important? Yeah, so music literacy is um, a really critical part of music education, where you teach children to read music um, with the end goal of them being able to be independent music makers. Um, so often, you know, children learn music by hearing it and just repeating it back. Um, but the ability to read music really opens the doors uh, for what they're able to do for the rest of their lives. So music literacy is is kind of equivalent to, to literacy as we think of uh, reading books um, and being able to, to make up stories with, with words. But this is this is reading music and being able to, to use music in that same way. Absolutely. So then then conversational solfege. We're going to throw out big words. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you. We're, we're diving in deep today. Um, what what is conversational? Sol- what is solfege to begin with? Um, and then and what is conversational solfege? How does that fit into the music literacy world? Sure. So conversational solfege is a literacy program. Um, it's a curriculum that was created by Dr. John Fyrob, and he is one of the leading experts in music education and has many, many years of experience um, and a lot of research behind his curriculum. And that's what has me so excited um, and, and why I'm so sold on this curriculum, because there is research to back up this curriculum and why it is so effective. And so conversational solfege is a curriculum that is um, part of a larger curriculum, actually, but this is um, the part that usually starts when children are in around second grade um, and have a good, solid music foundation. And this is where we are teaching them to read the music. And so there are um, units in this curriculum that focus on reading rhythms, and then there are other um, units in this curriculum that focus on um, pitches, you know, and that's that's where the solfege comes in, you know, for for people who maybe aren't music educators when they when they are asking me about this I often say well have you seen the movie The Sound of Music and you know <laughs> Joe Adir and they go oh you know that's exactly <laughs> where my mind went <laughs> right right so it's, it's a system for for helping children to learn um, how to read music as I was reading the notes for today, it took me back to, I think it was about second grade uh, mm. music class, uh, that oh, very yeah. song and our music teacher using the, are they hand signs? Mm-hmm. 
To, yes. To, mm-hmm. So I remember that vividly. Um, I, I remember picturing it. I don't remember all of what I learned, <laughs> uh, but I remember sure. it vividly. Um, so so let's dig deeper. Is, what exactly is, is Solfege the, the actual hand signs, or is that something else altogether? No, the hand signs are, are something else. The Solfege is essentially... Um, you know, naming of the pitches, and, and this huh. goes way, way, way back, um, and we we find this, you know, throughout history, and it has, you know, changed and developed over the years, but it has stuck around because it is so effective, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I have, in my own classroom, I have certain fourth graders who, through the use of solfege, have been able to sight read unfamiliar pieces of music, um, and it's wonderful when they're able to do that because they see the connection, and they get excited, and it's it's very similar to, you know, a child in kindergarten or first grade who learns to read a book for the first time and makes that connection of, oh, my goodness, you know, I, you know, I've been read to for all of my life and now I can read for myself. And um, when, when, when children are able to, to use the solfege to sing something that they've never seen before, it's, it's very powerful for them. Um, and I think for many children, um, if not most, it, it also kind of, helps them to understand um, what they're able to do with music and, you know, that they don't have to rely on just what they hear in church or on the radio, but they can pick up a piece of unfamiliar music and figure out what it sounds like. And so it's, it's really exciting when they, when they start to make those connections. So is it, in, in essence, a language it is a language. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I knew I'd, yes, I'd get yes. closer eventually. Gold stars. Yes, <laughs> Thank yes. you. And it's only yeah, Monday. Music, yeah, good for you. Yeah. Well, and music music is exactly a language, and that is why it is so important. And I know we've talked on um, other programs that you've had me on where, you know, I've talked about early childhood, and that's a whole other component. But music is a language. And so part of this conversational soulfish piece is that the, the children coming into this curriculum already have a good, solid foundation on the language of music. So they have been sung to and they have been surrounded by um, rich musical experiences. Um, and so while this curriculum can be started as young as second grade, it's really important um, that they have the foundation and this curriculum provides a lot of flexibility so if you have a group of children in second grade who don't have that foundation um there are other things that that one would need to do and have in place before implementing this curriculum for it to be successful um because it is a language and you know if if you think about children in school um children come to school already speaking and understanding english and then we teach them to read and write it and music is very much the same way they need to be able to um, speak and understand the music of language before we can put print in front of them and expect it to have any meaning for them. This makes me want to be a music educator. Um. <laughs> Every week you have a new career. I know, it's true. Um, so so we've talked about th- this uh, this fantastic concept. I'm kind of getting goosebumps over here because it's just so cool, uh, teaching music to kids. Um, or it's cold in here. It, also, it's cold in here and anyway. Um, but but uh, teaching this to, uh, to teachers in order for them to teach it to students is, is another step in this process. Um, and you, you, yeah. ha- you had this fantastic idea, and we, we only have a few minutes left, so... Um, <laughs> you had this fantastic idea to to teach a group of music ed- educators uh, this process so that they can pass it on. Uh, what what were you what what were you hoping to uh, to uh, instill in these teachers, and what was the experience that you, that you wanted them to have um, in this in this um, I don't know conference a thing that that you did um, just a few weeks ago? 
Yeah. Um, so I really wanted teachers to have the opportunity to learn how to use this curriculum. Um, so Dr. John Feyerabend, as I said, is the creator of this curriculum. And there are teacher trainers who all over the country um, in the summertime do uh, training sessions so that teachers can become certified in this method. Um, I was introduced to Dr. Feyerabend's work way back when I was still a student um, in college myself and just have been following his work and you know, actually studied with him and just so very much admire and appreciate all of the work he's done for music education. Um, and so back in 2017, when I was asked to present on literacy at the Institute on Liturgy, Preaching, and Church Music, uh, I used, um, with Dr. Feyerabend's permission, um, little snippets of the curriculum in my presentation. And I was just blown away with how well it was received and how much feedback I had and how many teachers kept coming back to me with more questions. And so to me, this signaled a, um, that there was a need for this, um, with, within our own Lutheran school system. And, um, so I had kind of always for a long time dreamt of having a training session at Redeemer, but, you know, to go to the church council and say, Hey, I'd like to hire uh, a teacher trainer. Um, cause there are certified teacher trainers. I am not one yet, maybe someday, but, um, <laughs> To, to hire a teacher trainer um, and, and put on this week-long class, and um, the timing was just never right um, in the congregation, and it did seem a little um, far-fetched, to, you know, to just go in cold and say, "Hey, let's let's do this." But when I was able to go back and say, "Hey, look, I, I presented on this at the liturgy, uh, at the Institute on Liturgy, Preaching, and Church Music, and then again later at lectures in church music, and there has been so much feedback. I really think the need is there. It became much easier um, to get." the pastor and the church council on board, and they gave me the green light. And so we hired a wonderful teacher trainer. His name is Andy Heimlich. Um, many, many teacher trainers, and I, I picked him very specifically because he has a lot of experience with um, children's choirs, and um, he's a Christian, so he understands, um, you know, that as, as Lutherans, music education is for the sake of music education, but it also is such a part of our worship, you know, and, and it's, it's, we're, we're teaching for different reasons. Um, and so, so the goal was just to allow for Lutheran educators to have this training. It's a standardized training. Um, but then I did an extension on how to incorporate um, the hymns from LSB into the curriculum. And we had worship opportunities in the morning. And Professor Jonathan Kors from Concordia Chicago had written a new setting of uh, the divine service. And so we had that on Wednesday evening. And so really my, my hope was that it would provide these Lutheran educators an opportunity to receive this standardized um, music education training so that they can use this conversational soul curriculum, but that they would receive this training in the context of other Lutheran educators who would be using it in a similar context. Um, the hope being that they would develop friendships and colleagues and be able to collaborate um, on music education in a specifically Lutheran context. Director of Parish Music at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Elmhurst, Illinois, Ms. Emmy Wook. Thank you so much this morning for, uh, for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thanks so much for having me. Lutherans sing, and musical literacy doesn't have to be complicated. That's what's so neat about this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Thanks for joining us for the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, 24-7.
anywhere. Sometimes.